episode of Enchanting Aspects is brought to you by Duck, Aspen, and Marna. Thank you for your support on patreon.com slash mushroom station. I don't know why I did this accent. Oh, do you not have anything silly to say this time, Amy? Uh. Do you have any? Do you have any silly jokes and japes and things to say? I got bad news. I I used up all my silly juice already this morning. I can't believe you use your. You only have so much silly juice. You couldn't save some for the podcast, Amy. I drank it for breakfast and I didn't I didn't realize I'd run out and I didn't want to go back to the store so hello I am serious this episode. Uh, I truly unbelievable. I I taxes Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare doc, talk about taxes to me. What's next? Business proposal. Okay, you know what? Fine, you propose a business proposal to me. We should put conditioner in swimming pools so that when you get out of the pool, your hair is soft. But what about people's eyes, Amy? The chlorine already stings their eyes. Might just add more chemicals. It makes sense. <laughs> just add some more chemicals into the water. Just keep, just keep going. Just keep adding more chemicals into the water. I, You know what? I think I can approve of this plan. Let's put as many chemicals into the water as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for your support. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, uh, the, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. We enchant your aspects and we do eat ass. Well. <laughs> Pecs. I don't, I don't know about you, but I personally don't. Not out of, not out of any other reason than I just don't do any of it. Poop comes out of there. That's, that's not the part that concerns me. The part is that it is a sex act and I am not interested. Oh. Yeah. Ah! Um. I just hit uh, my plate. I just, I have a plate on my desk and I just hit it. Don't worry about it. Oh no. Sound effects. Sound I'm not silly. I'm serious. Get serious, Amy. God. <laughs> you better get serious right now, Amy. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I got coffee this morning, and it uh, burnt my throat. And mm. I uh, scheduled an appointment with my doctor to get it taken looked at because I've got health insurance. I've got a $30 copay. Hey, uh, hey, Amy, do you have those, um, do you have those expense reports ready? Oh, you betcha. Sorry, uh, I meant to say, uh, yes, I do have those expense reports and they will be on your desk in five minutes. If, 
if you have time to stand around, you have time to send me the expense reports. You're right. I'm so sorry. Let me just <clears throat> kneel down and lick your boots. Yes, pl- yes, thank you. My boots were a little bit dirty, and I would very much appreciate them to be cleaned. Thank you so much. Except, uh, let's except, get not, ser- except not thank you, because I'm your boss, so fuck you. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, you thank me. You thank me for the privilege of um, getting to lick my shoes. I appreciate you giving me a job that uh, clearly you're taking advantage of um, me, and you're making money off of me, and I am barely making a living. This is not a metaphor. This is really happening to me. Hey, can you can you do some unpaid overtime for me? Uh, yeah, let me call my wife and kids, tell them I'll be gone. Um, let's get serious here. Let's talk about the show, Enchanting Aspects. Oh, yeah, that that absolute train wreck of a show. <laughs> Jupiter, uh, what's, what's your thing? Oh, you want to know my thing? Yes. You, you want to know my thing, you little worm? Uh, I am not a worm, I am a human. But yes, I would like to hear what your uh, thing is. You are nothing but worms to me, all you workers. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right. Um, so my thing, uh, my thing today, my thing for this episode, uh, I it's, it's going to start with a question. It's going to start with a question for you, Amy. For me? Mm-hmm. Wow. I my question for you is simple. Who is the who are who is the main character of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Oh man. Um it's it's uh Al uh, uh Al Eric Alphonse. Alphonse Eric Eric El- I know his name. Elric Alphonse Elric. Uh, first off, I guess I should have asked the beginning question, which is, how familiar are you with Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, Amy. <laughs> Specifically Brotherhood. <clears throat> oh my god, 2003 is good, too. I'm re-watching it, and it's, and it's different, but it's fun. I... Um, I I stopped. I didn't get all the way through it. I stopped once I found out about Hitler being involved in the story. That was too much for me. Yeah, so the ending is whack. The ending is whack because <laughs> because they just go to the real world and it's stupid. Yes. But um d- during during the real world in World War 2. And the reason yeah. why that is is because uh the anime ended in 2005, but the manga ended in 2010. Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck! What do we do?" So let's just make shit up. It it is it's Full Metal Alchemist fan fiction, but it does some interesting stuff, and I do not think it should be discounted, even though the ending is whack as fuck. That said, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, uh, who are the main characters? Tell me. Uh, Elric Alphonse. Al Alphonse. Sorry. That's a- that's his name, right? His first name's Al? Alphonse, yes. His first name is Alphonse. Oh, what's their last name? <laughs> Elric! We said this! Elric! Wait. Oh! So it's not Elric, it's Ed Elric. Al. Yeah. Al. Elric. Alphonse Elric. Ed Yeesh. and Alphonse Elric. 
We got there, folks. Edward and Alphonse Elric. My and then uh, I keep yeah, and then there's a dog that dies really fast. And those are, are all you, the main characters. <laughs> are you sure this is a show you like? Oh yeah, I love this show. Um, are, are you sure? Yeah, and then there's uh the Mustang hot okay, guy. Okay, I'm, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. Okay. <laughs> because you're wrong. Okay. You are incorrect. Those are not the main characters of the show. Who's the main character? There isn't one. Yeah, I guess so. And that's my thing today, is that there isn't a main character in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. You see, any, honestly, any fucking show that gives you hella perspectives, uh, uh, very important interjection here. Yeah? If, if done properly, <clears throat> Stranger Things Season 4, um, bad, um, Having a character, having a show with multiple character perspectives is fucking great. Yeah, it does rule. Yeah, it really does. So, um, so Full Metal Alchemist, uh, for those not aware, uh, Full Metal Alchemist is, uh, my, maybe my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. It's good. Uh, real good. All, all iterations of it. I love, Brotherhood, I love 2003, I love the manga, I love all the weird video games, I love all of it. Full Metal Alchemist is a fucking great series, uh, it's, the, the story is always interesting, the characters are always likable, um, uh, it's, there's a, there's a lot, um, so the basic story is that it, Full Metal Alchemist exists in a a fantasy world that is based on our own but is not one for one at all yeah there's like fake countries yeah um a mistress is the is the uh country where much of the show takes place in uh but uh so this is a world of uh, it is a hotbed of political activity. Uh, there is a lot of shit going on in Amestris. It is a... Um, I think it would be very fair to say that it's a dictatorship. Yes. Uh, but one that no one seems to fully acknowledge the fact that it's a dictatorship. Here's the thing. Especially as the show goes on... Um, the the more you realize uh as much as well as the characters realize uh that a mistress the 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 home that they love and were born in uh is a fascist regime that is bent on the destruction of humanity yeah um and so uh and also in this world, uh, alchemy is a, uh, a practice that, uh, alchemists can do, which is, um, transforming things into other things. Transmutation. Uh, transmutation based off of the law of equivalent exchange that you can't get 
something without giving something of the same value. Um, so the easiest way to understand that is uh, if you like, if you are going to make a little transmutation circle on the ground and uh, and make like a little wooden sculpture, it you need to be doing it on a wooden surface and once the wooden sculpture is is made there's going to be less wood in the wooden floor because you have That's taken math. Wo- you've taken wood out of the floor and turned it into the wooden sculpture you know what um, this reminds me of is that one like meme that was super popular on Tumblr like a decade ago, which was just like a gif of somebody taking off, off a piece of chocolate from a chocolate bar yeah. and then rearranging the chocolate bar <laughs> to make it look like there was still the same amount and everybody was like, oh my god, this is a life hack. And it's like, no, you fucking idiots, it's not real! It's not real. There is a, um, uh, the... Fun thing about that, I watched a video that is like a mathematical explanation for that. And the answer, from what I remember, is that each time that there's a cut, uh, there's something about like the angle of the cut that means that like less and less, like the chocolate bar will just get smaller and smaller, even though it looks like. You're it's you're taking a piece off and it's making infinite chocolate, but it's just getting uh-huh. fractionally smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, but then again, I have this dyscalculia, so I don't know. But it's a very cool setting for a story to be in, where there's where there's alchemy, and there is um, a a thing that the show does and the manga does and the whole story does is that. It starts off with this whole thing of like, oh, isn't this world cool? There's alchemy. There's state alchemists, which are these super specialized, like, alchemists who do cool stuff and have cool powers. And, you know, it's a shonen anime. You know, it's a, you're, you're supposed to identify with, with Edward Elric on his cool little adventure to, 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 do his cool little thing. Um, except that also the show makes it very clear from the start that there are some fucky wucky things going on, including that Edward and Al's origin story is that they tried to bring their mom back to life and Al lost his entire body and Ed uh, lost an arm and a leg because they didn't fully understand because because what can truly be the value of a human soul, as the narration says? Um, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a super like interesting setting, and like something that I really love about the show is that it like really it develops a very internally consistent scientific method, mm-hmm. and then just it maintains that and explores yeah. that to the fullest extent that it reasonably can. Yeah. Ah, uh, I fucking love when a story does that when you know it's fan when it's fantasy in some way, but the fantasy itself has a specific set of rules. Yeah. And like is actually explored. Like another good example is Witch Hat Atelier. Like there's like it's basically magic, but magic is um strictly only drawn out as runes. 
And, like, the amount of, like, complication and explaining, like, the different combinations of runes and, like, how they're put together, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it actually exists. Like, it's a real thing. It's cool. It's, Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, it is. It's just cool. That's one thing that I, I, I really love. Um, I've been exploring anime a little bit more uh, recently. And that is something that is just very cool that I feel like anime does a lot, uh, which is um, developing these like internally consistent rules and then just playing around in that space for a yeah. while. Um, and then a lot of shows just sort of go off the rails and yeah. Yeah. and are like, all right, well, we've run out of ideas, so now we're going to introduce a new thing yeah. that breaks the rules. And it's just like, well, yeah. okay. But Full Metal Alchemist... like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> well, yeah, but JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is all about breaking rules. Yeah. That a, a rule will be introduced and then broken in the same episode. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but... um, But... I, uh, 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 words, 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 words. Full Metal Alchemist doesn't do that. Full Metal Alchemist, uh, pretty much consistently from episode one to the, f to, to episode 65 has, um, uh, a very consistent internal logic. Um, and I do have some, like, you know, I'm not going to say that it's a fucking perfect show or a perfect story because there are definitely criticisms that I have of it, but, uh, but that, like, I think that it does the best job that it reasonably could for the most part. Yeah. Um, but that's not really what I'm here to talk about. I'm more here to talk about uh, the fact that even though Ed and Al are on the cover of every issue of the manga, they are the principal characters, they're in the intro, they're your perspective character, kind of. They are not the main characters, not really. Like, sure, uh, they have a very particular niche in the story that only they can fill, but they are not the only important part of it. Because like I said earlier, Amestris is a fascist state. Yeah. And as the show goes on, and as the characters get more and more clued in to all of the absolute horrors that the state is willing to do and is designed to do. Mm -hmm. uh, something that I think that, um, that the show and the story in general just makes very clear and is very interesting is that uh, the country of Amestris was built from the ground up to be this fucking to be the awful thing that it is this is yeah. not the system broken this is the system as it was designed yeah almost like a real life place uh, that almost also like... starts with am <laughs> i mean 
the what, something that I think is so important about FMA is and about art in general is that it can explore real world topics without uh, being direct allusions to them because that lets you explore these topics without the baggage of the real world context. You know what I mean? Like it can explore uh, a, a, a the realities of a fascist state and expose those horrors to people without having the baggage of real world atrocities. Yeah. Um, which I think makes it an easier pill to swallow for people to look at the real world through the lens of FMA if they don't know about the horrors of the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a starter for people who kind of, you know, still have a fresh positive perspective on governments and stuff. And mm-hmm. this is kind of an introductory of like, hey, what if this fucked up government existed? Wouldn't that be fucked up? And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, that is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Yeah. And and as the show goes on more and more. The realities of the world that they live in, the realities of a mistress, um, become more and more clear, and and the enemy knows that they're looking. Yeah, it is also a surveillance state. It is a a, a military state, and so they have to work very covertly to build up. Uh, coordinated attacks that will eventually take down the government. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's like the long term. This is, it's, oh, sorry. It's like a long game. It's yeah. like not just, you know, front first attack, although there is some frontal attack, but it's like, no, this is planning for decades. Right. It's, it is a truly, um, because how does one person take down a fascist regime? And the answer is that they don't. Yeah. But like, by- it isn't just Ed being a, you know, magical protagonist where he does it all by himself and he's just a 12 year old kid. Like, no, <laughs> no. And, it, and in fact, the show never forgets that Ed and Al are children. Yeah. Um, by the by, the end of the show, like years have passed, and they're like maybe entering early adulthood, mm-hmm. but uh, but they're still kids throughout. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and like Ed and Al can't do it alone. Roy Mustang can't do it alone. No mm-hmm. one can do it alone. So the throughout the entire show, uh, people make very smart plays that, uh, in some ways, might seem monstrous or callous, but uh, but are then revealed to to actually be like helpful and that the the there's an example 
I'm I'm being careful to not avoid spoiler to to avoid spoilers as best as I can. Yeah. Um, but there's a particular moment where Roy Mustang, uh, does something that seems to Ed and Al to be the most monstrous, horrible thing that he can, and mm-hmm. like Roy is just a a full dog of the military who is who is. Uh, on the side of the government. And then it is revealed that, oh, no, 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 he didn't actually do that, but he made it look like he did that because he he's wanted... Watched. He's being watched, exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, and there's like, it's so interesting because you watch as all of these characters uh, go from being sworn enemies to realizing that they are all victims of the same cogs of fascism. Yes. And, yes. And, and then they all start to work together even through uh e- even through the different atrocities that they have all committed. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really good because yeah, you start out the story with kind of just a typical like you know, these are the bad guys. These are the good guys. But it's like, no, actually, it's not like that. Literally, every single group is a victim of this society that was literally built on destruction. Yeah, there is a um, part of the show is that a mistress did a literal genocide against uh Ishval. Yeah. And there are Ishvalan survivors that do exist, but the horrors of the Ishvalan War of Extermination are never lost. And several of the main characters of the show are people in the military who were there for the war and killed thousands of people individually because state alchemists have the immense power to be able to just do that. Yeah. And, uh, and the show makes it clear and the characters themselves make it clear that they should never be forgiven for that. But, they should always try to they can't fix it but they should always try mm-hmm. and uh and there's even this like incredible scene in the show where one of the characters is like laying it all out and is like uh is basically like um by the end of this we should, like, the goal here is that we should all be punished as war criminals. Yeah, yeah, literally. And, uh, uh, and the, the person that they're explaining this to is, again, avoiding spoilers, the person they're explaining this to is like, like, what? But you're, is basically like, what? But you're, you're, you're trying to help. You're such a good person. What's going on? And they're just like, they just, they just give this like, 
knowing but sad smile of like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not a good person. No one can yeah. be a good person after that. Yeah. Um. And and they're all working towards um for for their own individual reasons but all coming together and being like like hey i know we were enemies you know 15 episodes ago but now we've all been woken up so here take this i know i can trust you because they're because because we all know the stakes here yeah um and there's even a moment where like where like they one of the characters, like, the episode opens with them, like, doing a betrayal. And then it's revealed very quickly that that was just a ploy to, uh, to get one to, like, attack one of the enemies. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's so sick. It's so yeah. sick. And there are, there are multiple episodes where Ed and Al are not like barely in the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are many episodes where they like in, in, entire arcs of the show where they barely do anything. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, the only reason why they are, are so like, imp- like why they are so important is, because a they have a firm belief against killing people because like they have they were told over and over again before joining the state alchemists of like if you do this you will be asked to kill and they're yeah. like fuck that so they have a a a strong uh uh strong belief in not killing which has led to enemies becoming allies yeah which is awesome and also because of their incredible and vast knowledge of alchemy yeah they're not even particularly good in fights if i'm honest (laughs) um so yeah i i think that i have officially reached the limits of how much I can dance around spoilers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all I will say is that Full Metal Alchemist, you might look at it and say, oh, this is just like a shonen anime about these two main characters and they have their story and that's the only story that's important. But the more you watch the show, the more you participate in the story, the more you come to understand that no, they are not the main characters. They are just two of several dozen important on-screen characters and hundreds, if not thousands, of off-screen important characters. Mm -hmm. Um, They are just points on a web that allow us into this world this story about taking down fascism yeah um i'm gonna bring up something Uh uh-huh that um i usually probably would never talk about but i think it's kind of correlated which is hey have has have anyone listening 
um, felt this weird feeling when you finished Harry Potter, the movies or the books and thought, huh, yeah, the bad guy's gone, but why am I not satisfied? Maybe it's because all of the uh, systems put in place by the bad guy are still there and are, are you know, are meant to put certain uh, minorities down and, like, are never fixed. Well, watch Full Metal Alchemist and you will get the satisfaction <laughs> that you never got yeah. from Harry Potter. I, I will say, in my opinion, I think the final episode, the, like after the final bat- battle episode that I-, I think that the ending of, of brotherhood is slightly weak. Um, uh, I- in my opinion. Um, but, uh, I think overall it hits the highs that it's going for. Um, I just, think- I haven't watched like the actual ending. <laughs> I've only watched the true ending once. But I remember I was very, very satisfied with it, at least in comparison to other shows. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, like, um, uh, from what I understand, anime kind of has an ending problem. Yeah. Uh, and so Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood maybe has a better than average ending, but I still think there are some. Also, I will go ahead and I'm going to lay this criticism out there because I don't think I'll ever get the chance again. Um, I, I think that the show uh, misses a big opportunity uh, to actually embrace uh, and, uh, and properly represent disability. Yeah. Uh, but the show just kind of doesn't do that because the goal of every character who has a disability is to stop having the disability. Yeah, like uh, ha- have some sort of thing that fixes it. And for the most part, they mostly do. And I think that that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. I, th- I think that it misses the opportunity... Uh, uh, especially like in the, in the true ending final episode, there are, there are, 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 uh, uh, there is some of that and I really don't like it. I agree Um, with that. Uh, and, uh, also, you know, I will go ahead and say it is hard for an ending to have like full satisfaction because the story of defeating fascism doesn't just end in a final battle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But all of that said, um, uh, the show is still really, really good. Uh, and Full Metal Alchemist is extremely worth your time. Uh, and um, I will be reading the manga at some point. Yeah, I should too. It's a good fucking story. It's a good fucking yeah. story, and I would recommend it to uh, literally anyone. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 that. That's where I'm at. Thank you, El Elric Alphonse Rick. Thank you, thanks El- Rick. Thank <laughs> thanks Rick. Amy, what's your thing? So my thing. Yeah, your thing. 
My thing is a thingy that, um, we're going to the past. We're going to Amy from high school. Oh, hello, high school Amy. Hey, I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> this is high school Jupiter. Same. Oh, high cool. Five. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about a mini game in a Professor Layton game. I probably nice. should have fucking checked or kept the memory of what it's called. I'm going to be talking about Professor Layton London. Le- <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> there's, there's three L's in this in this title. It's uh-huh, little- uh-huh. Professor Layton's London Life. Professor Layton's London Life? Professor Layton's London Life, and um, uh, specifically, I'm going to be talking about um, the advantages of putting your name as the main character um, in in certain things, oh, specifically fuck. Professor Lund- Professor Layton London Life. What, All right, what so the fuck is th- what the fuck is this? I'm looking it up. What the fuck is? It's this? amazing. It's ha- it's got over a hundred hours of gameplay um not really it's like just to finish all the quests yes but the real story i would probably say just takes a few hours but still it's like you have it's it's in the game specifically professor lane in the last specter um and you know professor lane if i'm not really gonna talk much about the main games i will someday but um the main games is a puzzle puzzle solving mystery game um, but it's known for having a shit ton of cute ass mini games um, to play alongside all the other games, and this one, Professor Layton, Professor Layton's London Life, is a very unique one because most of the mini games that you play in Professor Layton, you kind of play while you're in the main game. Of like, you open up your trunk menu and then you play the mini game, um, and you get fun fun juice out of it um but specifically Layton's London life you click on it and like it basically like you're entering an entire new game with a menu and everything um what is it have you heard of mother three uh the fucking guy who made mother three made this mini game that's how good it is what what the fuck how have I never heard about this this feels like it's extremely obscure it is very obscure, and that's why it took me so long to find, like, a specific part of it I was looking for. But, essentially, it is just a, uh, like, tiny game in which you um, have a customizable character that, you know, you name whatever you want it to name. In my instance, I named it my own name. And then you get to, like, you have your own house you that you get to like decorate um stuff with um you there's like a million mini games within it too like a fishing mini game but ultimately every day in the game there's like 35 days of the main story and then you can just go on infinitely basically after you do the main story but basically every day there's a newspaper with um little quests that people are requesting help for and the quest can be anything from 
hey, I, uh, I lost my dog. Help me find it to, um, uh, solving a, basically saving the world, um, in the main quest. Um, and the, the game consists of basically every single cameo of every latent character, even <laughs> the dead ones, um, Fine. And it's pretty cool because, you know, if you're a Layton fan, it's just like a mini game with all of the characters. And it's fun because you'll walk and you'll even see Professor Layton. You're like, oh, my God, that's Layton. I'm your biggest fan. Usually hey, I, I, I... Sorry. I, I, I am so sorry to interrupt. But I, I feel like I have to point this out. I found out uh, that Professor Layton's London Life was never released in Europe. So people in London cannot play it. <laughs> Fuck you, London. Fuck you, London, I guess. <laughs> You're already living in London. Yeah. You don't, you You've don't got need, the life. You don't need London life. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Um, It's got super cute pixel art. It's it's just so fun. Like, if you just like walking around and talking to characters and solving little quests, that's the entire game. And it's a fucking game inside of an already amazing game. Um... And so that's it. There's a lot of customizables. You decorate your house. You get to customize your character. Talk to people. Um, and as the story progresses, like, you, like, more and more people know who you are because you've been helping them. Like, you start out the game, like, fucking, you know, you're a nobody. And then as you continue, like, helping people, like, people know you by name more and more. Um, and so what I'm specifically talking about is the very ending of the story. Once you, like, complete the main quest, it, like, fades to black and, um, it specifically says, like, it, there, there was, like, there's, like, a whole thing about, like, the, a comet, like, crashing into the earth and, like, it had to be destroyed, but nobody really knew about it because it was kind of solved in secret. And so at the end of the story, one of the characters is explaining how he tried to, like, say what happened to people around the town, but nobody believed him. But once um, he mentions you, the player character, and that you are involved, everybody believes him um, because everybody believes that you are a great, helpful person who has improved everybody's lives in this town. Oh. Um so, flashback to high school Amy, who has no friends. Um, I am bawling. <laughs> um, this game, it had it had so much meaning to me because I put my name in it and I made it me that at the end, as a high schooler with no friends who literally had was like so anxious every single day at lunch because I didn't have anyone to sit next to. Yeah. Um, I was going to be alone. Um, that having a game where they say my name and say that the so many people know me and that I had meaning and impact on their lives, it meant so, so, so much to me as little baby Amy. Um and ultimately, it was just being acknowledged. Yeah. I think that there are many, not many, but I think many people at a certain point in their lives, they can be so lonely that even just being acknowledged as a real living person um, 
it like makes it or breaks it for them. Um, and this game, this tiny little mini game, just on the off chance that I, you know, entered my real name instead of, you know, a silly character name, it helped me be acknowledged in that way. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, made me happy even, you know, for a short amount of time. Um, and I just, it's just a, basically what I'm, I'm saying is I'm appreciative of this game and other games like it that acknowledge the player. Um, and I know I talked about this a little bit in Undertale, but I did it in more of like a terrifying, horrifying aspect of it. But like in this (laughs) version, it's like when a game like doesn't just acknowledge the protagonist but like says on the screen to the actual real player like hey you did a great job you're great um like thank you for playing um it means a lot and it has a lot of meaning especially because a lot of people who play games for hours and hours do so for a reason they probably are lonely i mean not to say that's everybody, obviously, but a lot of people turn to stories and media and video games for, you know, an escape from real world. Um, yeah. And for that story to turn back to you and say that, hey, you're loved, um, even if it's in a fictional game where nobody's real, you are valued and you're helpful and you're a good person. It just means a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, this is why I, I, I prefer playing games, generally speaking, when I'm playing a story-based game, uh, that isn't a horror game, (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to play games about helping people. Yeah. And because because there is something so valuable, emotionally fulfilling, maybe about about having this little virtual world where there's all of these problems and then you are able to solve them and see things get better before your eyes. Yeah. And, Even- and and I, I think that it is so important to, uh, I think it is so, something that, uh, uh, that art can do is it can, like, is that it can motivate you or inspire you or whatever, or teach you how, how you can help how you can or how you can let yourself be helped be appreciated yeah. be valued and i think a lot of times in games that opportunity is wasted because so many games are about causing as much destruction as possible <laughs> and, and and i am not saying that those kind of games are bad by any stretch of the imagination i think that in fact that it can be very productive um, productive and helpful yeah it it can be 
uh, uh, having one of the most valuable things about art is that it can, uh, it can allow for you to experience emotions and sensations without the real world context and without the real world uh, harm that those things can create. It provides a safe space to explore real human emotions. And sometimes those emotions are anger. I just want to break everything uh, or, or whatever, or even like, like, I don't know. I want to, I want to ruin as many lives as possible or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And being able to do that in a safe space where no one is actually getting hurt Mm -hmm. can be extremely valuable. But I also think that is very, that there's a lot of missed opportunities to have surprising moments of care. Yeah, definitely. I think it's even more valuable when the game gives you a choice as well, too. You know, you can be, you know, you can cause hurt or pain to a situation or person, or you do have the choice to not hurt them or even help them. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying this in a braggy way at all, because, like, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking video game. Like, it's not, like... A, a intrinsic intrinsic to what kind of person you are but like whenever i play a game and there's a choice to be good or bad almost entirely i always choose to be good because it feels good even if it's not real it feels good to be good and it feels bad to do bad things yeah and yeah even if it's just making a fictional character smile i'd much rather do that than making a fictional character sad yeah <laughs> like, I, uh, I i always i always like whenever there is a game where you you have two options which is being nice or being mean i am always going to be nice 100% yes. and and yes. something and i want to go ahead and say that something that like makes me feel kind of good about humanity is that from every game that that we that we know that is done that sort of like quote unquote moral choice sort of thing um and has published data about what people choose, the vast, vast majority of people always choose the nice option. Yeah. Because in general, people don't want to hurt others. Yeah, because they don't want to be hurt. Exactly. And uh, uh, and I, I think... I think it is so valuable to have that kindness acknowledged, even though it is a fictional scenario. Yeah. Um, The other funny thing is that I spent a long time looking for that specific ending message. Um, And when I found it today, I was disappointed because it wasn't what I remember being told to me. And I think that's because back then I felt so acknowledged that I remembered it differently than what it said. Like, like the original message was just like two sentences of saying like, you know, whatever your name was, like Amy, like as soon as somebody know, knew that Amy was a part of the story, you know, they never questioned it. But like, I remember like 
having the game like literally talk to me and (laughs) it's interesting because you know one memories are twisted (laughs) and changed based off of emotion and two it's just like that if i played that game today it probably wouldn't have meant so much to me um and i i don't know that's just like an interesting observation i guess of like you know the more the more vulnerable uh, vulnerable a person is the more you know impactful and meaningful those messages can be yeah absolutely absolutely uh art can be so fucking impactful and i love it so goddamn much yeah fuck art is so wow, cool all- art is so cool fuck it's so cool. Like, it literally is so cool. Like, that art has, especially video games specifically, it has the capacity to let you express emotions in a safe space. Like we said, like anger and hurt and healing, like being nice to other people. Like, I fuck Overwatch, fuck Blizzard, but when I used to play Overwatch a ton, when I used the main way of expressing anger by playing Reaper <laughs> and just. <laughs> killing people um and then also whenever i was sad i would play mercy because i just wanted to help people and i felt like healing other people was healing me in a way sure Um, sure and it's just cool video games are fucking cool but also yeah stories are cool because they teach you stuff moral of the story is that i've got one yeah the moral of the story is that community is so important. Mmm. Yeah. It is always important to, to, it is always important to practice the things that will reduce the most amount of harm in the world no no matter what and know that that you are you are not the main character you are just a part of a community that is all trying to help and you have to help and let yourself be helped yeah you are you are and you can never be wait let me rephrase that you can never be truly alone. Um, basically. Yeah. Even yeah. if, like, even if, yes, you're surrounded by a community, but it's fictional. Like, you just it, it, people exist. You're you're not the only one that exists. And uh... talk to your neighbors if you feel comfortable. I I'm just saying, talk to your neighbors. Yeah, my I bet, neighbor I... hit my car, but. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe don't talk to that neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you don't know what was going on, but also there was a fucked up thing to happen. Yeah. Jeez. Um. Um. Thanks for listening. Thanks to for enchanting listening. aspects. Um. You can find us on uh, mushroomstation.net and on Twitter at mushroom pods. Uh. And uh, uh, enchanting pod, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. At enchanting pod. As always, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Bye-bye.
Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye. London Life. London Life.